Lord Jesus, we thank you, God. We thank you, God. We are so thankful to you, Lord Jesus. We are so thankful that you set us free. We are so thankful that you are mindful of us. We are so thankful that you died for us. We are so thankful that you have placed us in this place so that we can talk and learn about you. We are so thankful that you are doing a good work in this place. Father, will you speak through me? Will you help me to lay down my agenda so it only can be yours and yours alone? Father, may all my words glorify you in heaven and help build your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so we're going to kind of go through what we're doing over the past six weeks. And at the end, I'm actually going to call all, call all the kids up. And you're going to see not only do we have singers and Maddie preaching, we also have some artists. And they're going to showcase their work. And at the end, I would love it if um, the parents could come up and let's anoint all the kids before they go to fine arts. We're going to pray over them. We're going to anoint them. And we're going to trust God with their lives, right? So that'll be awesome. I'll, I'll let you know when that happens. All right. Who are you? This was our first session. Who are you? When you're a teenager, you're asking that question. Sometimes when you're an adult, you're asking that question nowadays, right? Who am I? And if you're like me, and you strive to take God at his word, here's the good news. You don't have to figure it out. It's in his word. So, let's talk about discovering your identity. In Genesis, we learn that we are actually his image bearers. Think about that for a second. This is essential to getting to the place where you're willing to use your gifts for his glory. It's essential, okay? You and I are his image bearers. I could just sit in that space for a very long time, this whole 20 minutes, but you, it's tough to wrap your head around, right? We are so, sometimes I look at myself and think, oh, so faulty, so flawed, so this. I'm his image bearer? Yes, because the word of God says you are. It's essential for the next step. It's the foundation of who you are and how you will see yourself going forward. See, I'm a new creation in Christ. The old has passed away. I'm born again. So therefore, I do my best and I have to work at it and keep reading his word and keep choosing to believe that I am a new creation in Christ, made to do good works in him, right? So, here's what God says about you and me. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good works he planned for us long ago. And that's Ephesians 2.10. You and I are God's masterpiece. When I taught this to the students, I talked to them about the moon and the stars 
and the ocean and the earth and the, and the mountains and the trees and the flowers and all the things they could think about that was beautiful about the earth. And then I said, now, but you are his masterpiece. You are his handiwork, some translations say. And that's essential to know. It's essential to remember. Because I doubt there's anywhere else that you will hear the message in this world that you are his masterpiece. And if you walk into your workplaces, your schools, knowing you are his masterpiece, oh man, you will change it. You will change it. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. See, I was always someone who was willing to get up in front of a crowd, right? That was in me. I was always willing to talk. But then I met Jesus, and he created me anew. And now I'm doing the good works that he planned for me so long ago. That's incredible. You imagine that? I was always talking. I was always you know, having fun. Now I'm walking in, created anew, walking in all that he had for me all along. And that's what that's talking about. You are God's masterpiece. And all followers, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ, you are called to reflect God's character through the exercise of your talents. Okay? We are called to do the work that he has sent us to do. That's who you are, his masterpiece. Okay? Next part. But what are my gifts and talents? I'm sure at one point in our life you've asked yourself that question. So, okay, God, I know you and I know who I am in you, but what now? What are my gifts and talents? Well, we read in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6, this. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. So there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, and different kinds of talents and gifts. But now we say, okay, we know we're your masterpiece, God, created to do good works. Well, what are those good works, God? How do we get there? Well, first, you look inward. First you say, okay, I'm alive. I'm your masterpiece. You say I'm here with a plan and a purpose. What is that? First thing I had the kids ask themselves is, what am I good at? What do I enjoy? What do I love? You know, some of them love music. They love music. They love producing music. You know, you start peeling back the onion and go, oh, I I really like that. Some of them love to teach. Oh, I like to teach. I'm good. I find that I'm pretty good at it. Some of them like to talk. I can relate. And it would be my son. As Tim says, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. So, 
But yes, some of them like to talk. They're engaging. They have a natural personality that they are very friendly. It just comes natural to them to put themselves out there. That's a gift and a talent. That's not easy to do for everybody. Some of, some of you and some of our students, they're scholars. That I am not. But they have a natural ability to want knowledge. It's a gift. Those are the kind of things we're talking about. Some of our students love to bake. And it's their heart to make cookies and pies, and they do all these things, and they want to serve others with these things. That's a gift and talent. So who am I, and what are my gifts and talents? It's not that difficult to figure out. We have to spend some time in reflection and say, okay, what am I good at? Some of you are great with money. That is a gift and a talent for sure, okay? And God reminds us there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, and it's all from him. It's all from him. So how do I do it? What do I do now, God? Well, you develop your passion. Jesus says, love the Lord God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is, love your neighbor as yourself. Develop your passion. Your first love and your first passion, if you have encountered the Lord, is Jesus. And it's going to require you to spend time with Jesus. See, because it's through my relationship with Jesus, our relationship with Jesus, does through the supernatural Holy Spirit develop passion in us, okay? Sure, I like to do some things, but it wasn't until I was transformed into the new creation did this fiery passion for Jesus and people come to the, come re reveal itself to me. Develop your passion. Develop your love for God and his people. Spend time in the word of God. For the past few weeks, we've been going back to basics, right? This seems little, a little basic, and it is on purpose. You know, we had Pastor Rennie talk about prayer. Then we had Pastor Paulette tell us, read your word, read your word. Then we had Pastor Garrett talk about, be part of the community, be part of the body of Christ, come to church, the importance of that. We had Tim bring us back to loving the Lord God with all your heart. And now we're taking all of the things, prayer, reading the word, being part of the church body, loving the Lord God. And if you do all of that, it should naturally produce passion. And that overflow should naturally and organically come out of you to want to serve others and use your gifts and talents for him. And so while it does feel a little basic with what we're talking about, 
It's exactly how God designed this to work. Because it's out of the prayer, it's out of reading the word, it's out of uh, being part of the body, it's out of um, loving the Lord God that I stand here today. That Maddie had the ability to get up here today that Serene had the ability to get up, that our worship team can worship, our welcome team can welcome, our teachers can teach. Yes, they are awesome people, but it's the love of God. It's the love of God. They are developing their passion, and their passion is Jesus. So he says, and he reminds us, love the Lord God with all of your heart all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the greatest commandment. And the second is, love your neighbor as yourself. Like I said, loving your neighbor as yourself will be an organic and natural result of loving the Lord God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. All of this works together to transform you into exactly who God created you to be. Developing your gifts and talents. What if I fail? What if I'm not good enough? John 15, 16 says this, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that my Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. You are chosen. You don't have to figure it out. I'm letting you know. God is letting you know. Crystal clear, I chose you. And I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. You imagine that? Who are we that he is mindful of us, man? So that my Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. When I think about lasting fruit, I do think about our kids. I think about you parents who day in and day out bring your kids to church on Wednesday nights, Friday nights, Sundays, events. I promise you, you are producing lasting fruit. You are throwing seeds you are teaching and training them in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it, okay? It is a commitment. And when you pray over your kids, it is powerful. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I love that one. I wouldn't choose me, but... I'm grateful to who he is, right? Deploying your gifts. Say yes and go. God has given each one of you a gift from his variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. You know, there was a point in my 
Christian walk that I decided to take God at his word. I don't know if you've ever had that experience where you were just tired of figuring it all out. Who am I? What am I supposed to do? God, how do I handle this? And finally, it was like just a point in your life where you're like, you know what? I'm just going to read your word and I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to take it you at your word. There's something powerful about that because then you kind of stop trying to figure it out and you go to God. You don't have to figure out what he's asking you to do with your gifts and talents. He says, use them well to serve one another. Awesome. You don't have to figure it out. One of those experiences that we had was um, uh, last year, I think, we, we talked about gifts and talents and the parable of the talents. And through that, Miss um, Frida had come up. I don't hope you don't mind I share the story, Miss Frida. Ms. Frida had come up and said, hey, Corey, I've done um, worship arts. Interestingly enough, she did not know this, but Tim and I were sort of, and Pastor Reddy, we're all kind of discussing, how can we do worship arts? Well, wouldn't you know, Ms. Frida comes up and says, I have experience in that. And we were like, you do now. Hmm. She's like, so I'm able to be used. We're like, you are. Okay. The past few dramas that you've seen the youth put on have been directed by Miss Frida. Use them well to serve one another. Awesome, awesome. And we couldn't have done it without her. That's our God. When you look around at the people next to you, they have something to offer you. And sometimes we don't spend time getting to know each other, do we? So you almost don't know what that person has. Maybe they can meet a need that you haven't been able to meet. Maybe you could meet a need that they have. That's the body. Use them well to serve one another. Taking God at his word, he says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. We work with teenagers. So like I said, we spend a lot of time telling them who God is and who they are. Because I don't know if you've read the news lately. Do people even read the news anymore? Or you've watched the news or you've scrolled through Facebook. Satan is out there trying to confuse this generation. And that's why we need to make sure we take God at his word. Because he is crystal clear. He cares so much for us that he would give us his word. And we've got to hold on to it with all that we have. Love the Lord God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul and all your strength. You've got to hold on to the word of God. And it's something we reiterate to them every single week. God has given you each a gift. It says, in his grace, in Romans 12, 6, 8, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So, if God has given you the ability of prophecy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. 
If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take that responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. God doesn't leave us with vague words. He's given us a plan on how to live our life. He's given us his word to teach us how to love, how to live, and how to follow him. He tells us what he expects from us. And when we fall, he tells us he loves us. He's full of mercy and full of grace. He's not afraid of our flaws, our mistakes. We are his image bearers. He sees beyond all that stuff. We have to decide to see it too. And this isn't about self-esteem or self-worth or self-help or self. It's about him being his image bearer, not the one you want to create. We talk a lot about that because of social media with teenagers. See, they have this powerful ability in 2020 to create any image they want, add any filter, any angle. Honestly, it's a waste of time because they are God's image bearer. God's image bearer. His masterpiece. We have to take off our worldly glasses and put on glasses that literally take God at his word so we can see who we are and how he designed us and then go. That's the goal. And then go. I heard this really cool story when we were doing this series. And I love it. Because you'll all relate. I related. And it was this uh, pastor was telling this story how one day his, um, his wife had called him at work and said, hey, on your way home, can you grab garlic salt at the store? And he said, sure, no problem. She's like, I'm making a dish and I don't have any garlic salt. I need it to make the dish. And he's like, no problem, I'm on my way home from work, I'll go grab garlic salt. So he goes to the supermarket, and it just so happened there was this awesome sale going on. And he found, you know, blueberries and all these things, and he found, uh, he grabbed, oh my gosh, it's two for five for cereal, if your ki my kids eat a lot of cereal. So of course he's going to grab that, and he, brought all, he got home, he put all the groceries in the house, brought it home. And he's unpacking it and showing his wife, like, I got blueberries and bread and milk and all these things, and the deals I got are incredible. She had one question. Where's the garlic salt? And he said, it was in that moment, he hung his head in, and he said, I'll be right back. And he went back to the store to pick up the garlic salt. And he thought to himself, what a waste. That trip was a waste. I brought all these amazing things to show her and all these deals we got. 
She was just looking for the garlic salt. Listen, let's not let that be our life. God has sent us to our schools, to our workplaces, to our neighborhoods. He has sent. We are sent of God. We have got to spend time with him doing all the basic stuff. It feels basic, but it's powerful. It's a proven plan. Pray. Read the word of God. Be part of the church body. Seek him with all of your heart and love the Lord God. And you will start to do the things he sent you to do. It's a foolproof plan. Our job is to take him at his word and say yes to Jesus. His job is the rest. Take heart. You don't have to figure it out. We've all been sent by God into this world to those who don't yet know him. But we have to know him personally to represent him well. Understand, you were created. And you have been created on purpose for a purpose. Take the time, whatever you need to do, put down the phones, put down, spend time, discover who he is, who you are, and what your gifts and talents are, and develop them while growing in your relationship with Christ. Take, out a, st- take a step of faith and try something new. Try it. This should be the safe place where we develop our gifts so that we can go outside of these walls and use them. We are family. If someone hadn't taken a chance on me, I wouldn't be here. So don't be afraid. One of the things we teach the teens is, listen, it's scary to be up here, right? Not everybody wants to do that. So to take that first step to preach a five-minute sermon, to sing that one song, oh, man, literally, spiritually, I see, like, just walls being moved, mountains being moved. That's what I see when I see our teens do these things. I think, oh, the kingdom is coming. That's what I think. That's why I get emotional. Because they might think they're singing a song or sharing a testimony. And I'm thinking, oh, the world, you just wait, world, they're coming. We're sending them out. It's no different with us, even today as we leave this place. Oh, world, they just spent an hour at GTC, like, we're coming. We are his masterpiece created to do good works that he's already planned for us. Discover your gifts and talents. Grow in your relationship with Christ. Then, go and make disciples of all nations. Right? Go into your community and show the world who he is. I want to thank you guys for this time. I hope you were encouraged. I hope you know that you are his masterpiece. I've been sitting on that word for six weeks. That was our very first session that we did with the youth group. And it hasn't left me. 
Because when I feel I'm not capable, I'm his masterpiece. When I'm not good enough, he thinks of me. I'm his masterpiece. His handiwork. Wait a minute. See, when you do all that, you're able to take captive every thought and make it be obedient. It's so worth your time, and it will change your life. Amen.